0: Welcome back, welcome back. Moving along and getting to Genesis chapter 42. So without further ado, let's get into this. All right, Genesis chapter 42, verses 1 and 2. Now when Jacob saw that there was corn in Egypt, Jacob said, Unto his sons, why do ye look one upon another? And he said, Behold, I have heard that there is corn in Egypt. Get you down thither and buy for us from thence that we may live and not die. So I asked myself this question I said, Why? in the world would they not go down to Egypt? Why? What would be the cause? What would be the reason? Well, their brother was sold into slavery. At this point, they don't know whether he's alive or if he's dead, but they know he has been sold into slavery into Egypt. Are they afraid that they might encounter him there? Are they afraid that somebody may mention that there was a Hebrew boy sold into slavery, however many, I think it was like 11 or 12 years before that, and maybe ask, did they know anything about this? This is, uh, yeah, rather interesting. Rather interesting that that there's a famine, they know that there's food in Egypt. And they're looking amongst themselves, probably talking amongst themselves, like, what are we going to do? I don't know. What are we going to do? And and Jacob shows up and he's like, what? What on the planet Earth? You boys are sitting here discussing what you're going to do. There's food in Egypt. Take up some of our uh, some of our money and go buy some food. What you questioning? What, like, what is the question? We don't have food. There's food in Egypt. Go buy the food. Doesn't sound like much of a question to me. And I think that's that. I think that was kind of Jacob's mentality here. Like, yo, why are they tripping? What, what, what exactly is going on? What exactly is the discussion about? We know where the food is. Go get it. In verse three. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. Notice it says his ten brethren. Verse 4, but Benjamin, Joseph's brother, Jacob sent not with his brethren, for he said, lest peradventure mischief befall him. So he's worried about the same fate that befell his son, uh, Joseph, happening to him. Unbeknownst to him, Joseph's still alive, but he doesn't know that. In his mind, Joseph went off looking for his brothers and he was the youngest and he was killed. I'm sure that devastated and traumatized Jacob from that point on. And I'm sure he did not let Benjamin out of his sight. He's like, nah, son, you ain't going nowhere. You staying right here. Let your brothers go handle this business. You're going to stay right here with me. You're going to be good. Verse four um, or verse five. So we're at. Yeah. Verse five. And the sons of Israel came to buy corn among those that came for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Now, here's what's funny. What's funny is they tried to so they tried to because they did not like the vision that God gave to Joseph. They tried to do something to change the outcome, to change the future, so to speak. Not so to speak. That's exactly what they tried to do. Joseph had a vision. He said, this is what God has shown me. This is what's going to happen. And they said, nah, nah, bro. We not having that. We not having none of that. We going to do what we want to do. We going to make sure that this doesn't happen. Imagine that. God has set something out. And these These brothers thought that they could do something to thwart what God has in play. Man, talk about arrogance. You are not stopping God's God's will. It's not going to happen. And I wonder how much of this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not saying definitively it is. I know a lot of people say that. Now, we know the Lord Jesus Christ showed his disciples on the road all of the things in the Scripture concerning themselves. and he said himself, "Search the Scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me." So we know that pictures and likenesses of the Lord Jesus Christ and what he was going to do can be found in the Scripture. What I don't like to do is say definitively, you know, if I if I don't necessarily have a place I can point to that says definitively, yes, this is that but I wonder, right? So that's why I set that up this way. I wonder if this is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ in this regard. Joseph was going to be over his brethren. They didn't want to have none of that. God gave him that vision. He's going to be over them. They're going to serve him. They tried to undo this. Jacob or Joseph was humble He was sold into slavery. He was accused of something he did not do. And God placed him in the position of authority and whether they like it or not, they're getting ready to submit to the vision God set out. So this is this is why I say I wonder if that is a likeness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to go to the book of Philippians chapter two. And verses 1 through 11. If therefore, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any, uh, if any bowels of mercies fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind let nothing be done through strife or vainglory but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves look not every man um on his own things but every man also on the things of others let this mind be in you which was also in christ who being in the form of god thought it not robbery to be equal with god let that sink in But made himself, let that sink in, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess throughout ages Men have sought to do what they want to do. Men have uh, sought out to make their own plans, make their own decisions, decide that um, this is not going to happen, do everything in their power to that end. In the end, ultimately, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess whether you want to or not, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. So even though men have gone their own way and tried to do their own thing and and uh, prove their own ways and lean into their own understanding and they know what God said. But yeah, we gonna are do our own thing. And and yeah, that's that's we're just going to do our own thing. And that's not going to happen. Oh, no, it's going to happen every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So I wonder how much of this, this account is a likeness of that. I'm not saying definitively. I wonder verse six to seven. And Joseph was the governor over the land. And it was, and, and, and he, He it was that sold all the people of the land and Joseph's brethren came and bowed down themselves before him with their faces to the earth. And Joseph saw his brethren and he knew them, but made himself strange unto them and spake roughly unto them. And he said unto them, Whence came ye? And they said from the land of Canaan to buy food. He's older now he's at least, uh, 11, I want to say 11 or 12 years has passed. They probably don't recognize him. He's adorned in Egyptian garb, looks completely different than, than how they're dressed. You know, they were shepherds, um, nomadic people, and he's dressed like royalty, matured, but probably a little bigger voice changed. He's a grown man now. He's a teen. Last time they saw him, young teen, now he's a grown man. I'm sure they have no idea who this is. They don't recognize him just at the moment. And he probably did some things to make sure they didn't recognize him. Because at some point you'll see, uh, when we, when we get on further in this, in this chapter, they will recognize who he is. Verse eight, and nine, and Joseph knew his brethren, but they knew him not. And Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them and said unto them, Ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land are ye come. Now I wonder, so the Bible says he remembered the dream that he dreamed. Why did the Bible say this? In his dream, he was the man. He was over them and they were subservient to him. So why did the Bible say, and he remembered the dream, which he, which he dreamed of them and said unto them, ye are spies to see the nakedness of the land Ye are come now that would have made them nervous. That would have had them a little like, Oh, this may not have been a good idea to come here. This is probably not going to work on our behalf. Is he toying with them? Right? So again, as I always say, as, as, uh, Solomon said when he was praying to God, which is a true statement recorded in the Bible, there's a reason it was recorded. There's not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. So is there fault in Joseph right here for kind of toying with them a little bit? I'm not, I'm not saying there's fault with him, but is there? I don't know. I'm, it's, possi- it's a possibility. He was, he was getting off, right? Like he's, oh, so y'all didn't believe me. Now y'all here. Let me rub this in a little bit. Let me have a little fun with this. Right now, again, we see when, as we as we will venture and read on, we will see that he was happy to see his brethren. Right. He hadn't seen them in years. So he was definitely happy to see them. But I definitely wonder if he was toying with them, kind of kind of taking a little bit of revenge for what they did to him. Right. Because we know that Joseph's not a perfect man. Even though he was an upright and a just man, for sure. We could could see in his actions. He was definitely a man who feared God. But I think he's getting some enjoyment out of this. But again, he was humbled at every turn. Walking with God. Sold into slavery. Because his brothers were mad at this vision. But in everything they did, trying to thwart what God had set out. God's plan still came to fruition. You know, there's people throughout history, I'm 100% convinced that that thought they were going to be able to stay God's hand. Boy, you want to talk about a foolish endeavor. That is a foolish endeavor. If I have ever heard of it. What God has set out to do will be done and there is nothing that me you or any other being will do to stop what God has set forth y'all know what it is stay frosty people